Berg, 101.5 WHMP. Good afternoon, everybody, on this clearly autumn day. Um, we, we have a caller buzz, too, just to let you know. We have a caller. Good. Okay. Um, how are you, Dan? I am doing well. How are you? Okay. So we just had our caller calling in, but first I'd like to uh, set the table a little bit. Um, uh, and this morning's recorder on the front page is a story by Mary Byrne that reports on the, I think, 19, uh, 19th Anti-Racism Film Festival um, in Greenfield, Massachusetts. I, uh, <clears throat> I've heard of it before. I've never attended it. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. It probably has something to do with um, our own Ashfield Fall Festival, which I never miss. But in any event, um, it, it is a uh, particularly timely um, event to be coming back this year. Uh, as we all know, on May 6th of this year, a jury awarded Patrick Buchanan about 93000 in back pay and $350,000 in emotional distress damages um, when they found that he had been uh, racially discriminated against by the Greenfield Police Department, by Chief Haig, and by the city. Um, demonstration and calls for no confidence votes against the chief and the uh, and Mayor Roxanne Wiedergartner have been uh, coming off and on since then. As recently as two weeks ago, there was a large demonstration and uh, uh, I know that the city council back in May, a couple of weeks after the verdict came in the city council in order to send a message, uh, it stated um, it reduced the police budget by $400,000 um, to send a message deploring uh, discriminatory practices. Um, Greenfield is an interesting city when it comes to race. All of our Western Massachusetts towns and cities are of the 17,375 residents, according to the census I'm looking at right here, African-Americans comprise about 2.3% of the Greenfield population. Native Americans are less than one-tenth of 1%. And uh, people who report themselves as only Hispanic, 6.4%. If you count responses that claim mixed race by the respondent, uh, Greenfield is 77% white alone, that is white and not mixed with any other race. This is all self-reporting, of course. So you look at those demographics um, and overwhelmingly uh, white um, city in an overwhelmingly uh, Caucasian county, um, and you look at some incidents that have happened in summer of 2020, a white uh, uh, a regional bus uh, driver crashed his bus when he was attacking a black father and his two sons, claiming that they had been armed in his bus or some such thing. I can't quite remember, but it uh, turned out there were no firearms on them. He had attacked them with a bus. In 2016, there was a controversy that we all probably remember that erupted over the display of a Confederate flag in the garage of a Greenfield police uh, lieutenant. There are, uh, in other words, off and on, we get these reports of racist things. You, Dan, in, um, in Amherst this year, there was uh, 
the situation involving a black teenager and, and police. I think that last night it erupted in your town council, sort of a journey, surprisingly, in a vote to seven to five because of a discussion of uh, involving that incident. Um, that, yes, racism is alive and well in Western Massachusetts, even in communities where the vast majority of us have committed ourselves to uh, enlightening ourselves about it. So it is uh, no small thing that the anti-racism film festival um, is going to be playing this Sunday. And we are fortunate to have with us an organizer of the film festival, uh, Jean Hall. Hello, Jean. Hi, how are you? I am, I am good. I am very interested in hearing more about um, the 19th annual anti-racism film festival um, that is uh, hosted each year by the Social Justice Committee at the All Souls Church. And um, after a couple of years of COVID, we're returning to it in a traditional format on Sunday. So what can you tell us about what's happening, what's playing, how it became revived? Okay, well, um, as you have stated, the film festival is going to be on this Sunday at All Souls Church, which is uh, on the corner of um, Main, I mean, of yeah, Main and Hope Street in Greenfield. And um, this is its 19th year, and um, we just felt that of all times, this was a very important time to have have it because with all of the um, problems that are going on in Franklin County and this country, um, I think we uh, all thought that it was much needed. Uh, we are going to be showing four films. Um, there, um, the first one is going to be by. Um, a, well, it's actually, actually a YouTube uh, conversation with uh, Tanahishi Coates, and it's entitled "We Were Eight Years in Power in um, in an American Tragedy," which is um, the history of racism in America impacted by the Obama presidency. The second film is going to call is called Danger of Silence, which is a tech TED talk by Clint Smith, and it is on the importance of speaking up by being silent. We allow ignorance and hate to take hold. The third uh, film is Thirst for for Justice. It is a documentary written and directed by. Leanna Hosea, and it's a powerful, award-winning documentary offered, and it offers a sobering look at how the ordinary citizens of the Nav Navajo Nation, Standing Rock, and Flint, Michigan, come together to battle industry and government over waste rights with water in Flint, so toxic it could cause cancer and affect children's ability to learn. At 5.15, there is going to be a vegan supper, which is cooked by um, Kirsten Levitt of Stone Soup Cafe. It's going to be a, a, bar, a boxed 
uh, supper that you can take out or eat indoors. And for that, there uh, there is a sliding scale donation for four to ten dollars, but no one will be turned away. Okay. Um, at six o'clock is the documentary film Descendant, which, by the way, uh, was pro- produced by one of our own Essie Chambers, who graduated from Greenfield High School here. And it's a uh, Sundance Award-winning documentary follows members of Africatown as they share their personal stories and community history as descendants of the uh, Cotilla, the last known slave ship carrying Africans to the U.S. And she is a producer of, of that and also uh, with Margaret Brown and Kyle uh, Martin. And I might add, after all of, of these films, there is a um, dis- discussion led by, um, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, folks here, you know, folks, um, Carl McCargo, Mac- Strong Oak, and... Um, Mom, Mamadou Sar, and uh, hopefully Essie will be doing a, you know, a video dis- discussion of about her a film. So we are really looking forward to uh, that. Well, all I can say is, wow, that is an impressive array of films about some really important topics. I, I want to focus on Essie Chambers, who, as you said, a graduate, a graduate of. Greenfield High School. Her mom, uh, Molly Chambers, is integral in, in uh, one of your uh, colleagues who uh, helps put the anti-racism film festival. She must be a very proud mom of her daughter. This film um, is expected to begin streaming on Netflix on Friday, and it, it follows the descendants of these enslaved Africans, as you said. This was an illegal ship that arrived in Alabama in 1860. Can you imagine? Uh, you know, it, it may be the last slave ship. It's, and she says in the recorder, she's quoted as having said their story, the descendants of the enslaved Africans on that illegal ship. It's not taught in most history books, she says. It's a kind of story that in a lot of ways mirrors what is happening in a lot of black communities today. She added that the environmental racism that is the focus of the film is a story that's still in motion, a story still in motion. A lot of the more egregious things that happened to this community continue to happen to this community, as he Chambers said. Um, it's really, but she goes on to say that making the film was an honor of a lifetime. Um, I, um, you and your colleagues that put this together, and I want to repeat, it's Carl McCargo, Strong Oak, and Mama Dussar, along with hopefully Essie Chambers and her co-producer, Kyle Martin. Um, they're going to be particip- participating uh, by Zoom. Um, I, th- I hope that we have a really good turnout in Greenfield to um, watch this festival. Tell us more about what the Stone Soup Cafe is is doing, if you would, uh, Gene Hall. Um, okay, well, um, you know, the, the, the Stone Soup Ca- Cafe, they have been very involved in feeding people here in Green Greenfield. 
And since the pandemic, I mean, they, you know, they are served meals every Saturday from All, All Souls Church. Since the pandemic, they have had up to 400 people come. So, I mean, they have been very, very, you know, very, very active. Um, they also are involved in different, you know, things that try to bring the community together. And, um, you know, we are just very, very ha- happy to have her her there and have Stone Soup uh, Cafe, Cafe there because it is so important. Because, you know, you don't really realize how many people that that are in this area that are hungry. And we are just so grateful that that need is is being felt. We are going to take a break. Before we do, I just want to reiterate this. This is free. There are four yeah. important films. What, what we didn't point out is that um, the uh, S.C. Chambers uh, co-produced film Descendant um, is and in fact has been not only screened at all these film festivals to such acclaim all around the world, not only is Netflix picking it up on Friday, this Friday, but Barack and Michelle Obama's production company called Higher Ground has also signed on to present the film. It is widely acclaimed. It sounds like an incredibly important film. That film begins at six o'clock. But before that uh, film, we have Ta-Nehisi Coates' We Were Eight Years in Power, an American Tragedy, we have uh, Danger of Silence, Thirst for Justice. Um, they're all going to be 1.30, 2.10, and then 6, six o'clock. Uh, you will be fed this fine food by the Stone Soup Cafe, which does so much to uh, uh, fight, contest food scarcity in Greenfield and throughout the county. Um, it will be free. All of this, although a donation would be asked on a sliding scale, up to ten dollars. But nobody will be turned around if you can't turned down if you can't afford to pay. So uh, we will be talking more with Gene Hall about the anti-racism film festival that will be happening this Sunday in Greenfield, Massachusetts. We're going to take a break, but do stay with us. Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Say it loud, say it clear, things gonna change around here. Fingers on the trigger. Jaboom, a spar that forms an extension of the bowsprit on a ship. Jaboom. Jaboom, jaboom. I don't like the, the cut of that guy's jaboom. Yeah, me either. Wednesday night at 6, WHMP once again broadcasts an adult spelling bee live. Why? Well, to support Northampton Education Foundation. It's Monty. Joining me will be Emily Brewster from Merriam-Webster, comedian and radio host Jennifer Miskowski and Bill Newman. The Northampton Education Foundation adult spelling bee live on WHMP this Wednesday night at 6. Jaboom. Every Friday morning, Monty visits the wine snobs to talk about wine at State Street. 
But I don't see wine here, Ringo. What do you got? Well, who am I? You're the spirit guy. Uh oh. So you're taking me down the road of spirit. So our next whiskey is going back to traditions here. Uh, this is Port Eskeg, eight year old single malt scotch. So it's actual scotch? This is Scotland scotch, mm. scotchy scotch scotch. This is an Isla single malt, peatier in style. This one does not suffer supply chain issues because you wouldn't be giving it to us if it did, right? Correct. It says Port Eskeg, which is a location, but it's an independent bottler that gives them their whiskey. Because there's so many different approaches on whiskey, I really try and hit everything with a very open mind as far as what can be good. This one got 95 points at the, the Ultimate Spirits Challenge. Well, I think this is very good. And how much is this single malt? This is 66.99, so it's kind of right in that low to mid entry level price point. Find your favorite whiskey and your next favorite whiskey at State Street. Hi, this is Dr. Jenny Garber, former college athlete and now arthroscopic and shoulder surgeon at New England Orthopedic Surgeons. I'm proud to be one of the board-certified team of doctors who's ready to tackle any orthopedic or sports injury, from shoulders and elbows to knees and ankles and everything in between. Here's this week's injury wrap-up for your New England football team. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne left Sunday's game with a toe injury. He's day-to-day. Safety Cody Davis left Sunday's game with a knee injury and did not return. His status for Monday night is questionable. Defensive tackle Christian Barmore left Sunday's game with a knee injury and is questionable for Week 7. And running back Damian Harris was inactive for the Cleveland game and continues rehabbing a hamstring injury. His return for Monday night is questionable. This week's injury wrap-up is brought to you by New England Orthopedic Surgeons. With convenient locations in Springfield, East Longmeadow, and now Northampton, you can trust we'll give you the best bona fide care. So visit anyortho.com to schedule your appointment today. Because at New England Orthopedic Surgeons, our team will get you back in the game. Dinner tonight starts with a tap. Tap the local hero guide on the CISA website and find farm fresh food close to where you are. There are so many farms and farm stands just minutes away. Look for the bright yellow local hero label in stores and restaurants. Local hero food, the beauty and the bounty of our fertile river valley farmlands on your dinner table tonight. The local hero guide is at the CISA website, buylocalfood.org. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And welcome back for those who are with us and those who are joining us. Welcome aboard. We are talking about the Anti-Racism Film Festival um, that will be taking place this Sunday. Showtimes are set for beginning at 1.30, right through to 6 o'clock when the, it sounds like an extraordinary uh, a film called Descendant that was made by uh, one of Greenfield's own, um, S.E. Chambers, uh, co-produced it, um, about the uh, slave ship in 1860, that, an illegal ship that arrived in Alabama and about the descendants of the enslaved Africans aboard that ship. And we are very fortunate to have with us uh, Jean Hall, a Greenfield resident who was originally from Springfield, she, where she raised two young boys, now around 50 uh, years old with their own families, and her husband, Dick. And they moved to, her and her husband moved to Greenfield in 1992. Um, Jean, um, you are a member of the All Souls Church and the Social Justice Committee, and one of the people that have put together this extraordinary sounding anti-racism film festival and I have to ask you um, 
as an African-American woman who lives in Greenfield, where African-Americans comprise about 2.3% of the population. What has been your experience with respect to race and racism? Well, you know, um, coming from Springfield, where it is really a multicultural city, and, um, and then coming to Greenfield, where there aren't many people of color here. I mean, there, there are more now, but when we moved here, there was, you know, there were a very, very few. Um, it's been a learning experience. Some of it has been good, some, some of it not so good. Um, you know, when, when you are an African-American person, man or woman or child, you always have your antenna up because you, you're always aware that there is somebody out there that really doesn't want, want you here or, or doesn't like you or doesn't like the way you look. So I've had problems with, with that. Um, but I think as we have, we have lived here for almost 30 years now, and so people are, and there's more of us here. So it's not as bad as it was, but it's still it's still there. And I I think that it has it had has gotten worse since the Trump administration. He has really, um, I will say, put a target on our backs. Um, because he, I mean, he, he disputes hate, you know? And so, um, so we have, ex- we have experienced, you know, some of those, those problems. But I must say also that I have a lot of good friends that are white, you know, here, you know? And um, so, you know, that, that, that kind that kind of makes it not not so bad, but I mean I think we, I think your experience yeah. in those words, Gene Hall, uh, resonate for so many of us as not only as true but as consistent with our experience. There are so many people of goodwill who could yeah. care less what color somebody is and who understand the racist history of this country and that we have to do something about it, but. You're right. Trump gave permission to those people who feel otherwise to act ugly. And and it's very difficult. Those of us who are Caucasians who uh, who fight against that, um, we fight against it really hard, but we don't wear a badge on our face that says what color that we're, that we're African-American when we walk down the street. And it's very hard to hide the color of your skin from those yeah. people that Trump has authorized to um, put a mark on your back, as you say. Um, yeah, so why are you involved with this anti-racist film festival? What do you hope comes out of it? Well, I hope that people get a understanding that we are in this all together. And if we don't work together, we will all fall together. 
And also to understand that I, I don't care what nationality you are, what race, race you are, what language you speak. You all want, we all want the same thing that, that each other wants, you know? What and, a wonderful note to end this on. We are all in this together. And regardless of what color we are or where we come from, we all basically want the same thing out of life and we need to uh, to join hands and love should triumph over hate. It is the Anti-Racism Film Festival. It's going to be this Sunday at the All Souls Church at 399 Main Street. The uh, Stone Soup Kitchen will be serving people. It is free, although you're be welcome to make a donation. And there are incredible films, including The Descendant. Gene Hall, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, informing us about this. And uh, I hope that it goes really well on Sunday. Thank you very, very much. And thank you for have, having me. Okay. It's a pleasure. We are going to be back uh, with Nan Parati and her interesting thing. And I think this week it's a very interesting thing. We'll be back right after these messages. Do stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. An internal police report into the response of a July 5th noise complaint, during which an Amherst patrol officer is shown on a 54-second cell phone video telling youths they have no rights, indicates that the officer misspoke. Police Chief Scott Livingstone says he and the department regret that one of the officers on the scene wrongfully informed one of the youth that he had no rights. The statement was corrected immediately by the second officer on the scene. The report is the first from police and comes after the town council held a four-hour meeting on the topic after numerous complaints. A Hadley woman is facing multiple assault charges after allegedly unleashing a swarm of bees onto Hampton County Sheriff's Department's deputies attempting to serve an eviction notice in Longmeadow. The incident happened on October 12th at 49 Memory Lane. Deputies arrived to serve eviction papers to Alton King Jr. on a $1.5 million home. Police were greeted by protesters, including Rory Susan Woods, who started shaking beehives at the officers in an effort to sting them. According to Mass Live, Woods then put on a beekeeper suit and continued to agitate the bees. Woods attempted to resist arrest but was eventually taken to the ground and handcuffed. She has pleaded not guilty to the charges. After a two-year hiatus, the Northampton Education Foundation's 20th Annual Adult Spelling Bee is back and will be held tonight at JFK Middle School starting at 6 p.m. The NEF Spelling Bee raises money to support the Small Grants for Teachers program. Up to 40 teams of three adults will compete for awards in spelling, costume, and humor. You can listen live right here on WHMP from 6 to 9 p.m. Mostly sunny and breezy this afternoon. Still cool in a high of 54 to 58. Mostly clear tonight. Evening temperatures in the 40s. An overnight low of 30 to 36. Sunshine continues tomorrow, 54 to 58. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 1015 WHMP. After all this hoopla, is the legislature about to send money back to taxpayers? And how much? And to whom? Join us when we speak with State Representative Natalie Blay, who will be our guest Thursday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts.
At American National, what's important to you is important to us. Just like every horse is unique, so is our equine coverage. American National's Equine Owner's Insurance is designed to address the inherent risks involved with owning horses. Flexible enough to provide property and liability coverage for operations of various sizes, yet can be tailored for your specific needs. We're right by your side. For more information, just visit AmericanNational.com. American National Property and Casualty Company and Affiliates, Springfield, Missouri. If it's a cold winter, you can expect it to be an expensive one. The Energy Information Administration's outlook estimates that natural gas users could pay 51% more than last year, heating oil users 37%, propane users 36%, and electric users 20% more. Toys R Us, which reopened in 451 Macy's stores across the country this year, is getting in on the early holiday sales promotions. Between now and October 23rd, the toy retailer is marking down merchandise and holding a series of events for children that include hands-on activities. Fall is the time of year rodents tend to seek shelter inside buildings, and it's also the time of year Orkin ranks U.S. cities with the worst mouse and rat problem. Chicago is ranked number one for the eighth straight year. New York has moved into second place, pushing Los Angeles to number three on the list. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we're back, and thanks for joining us uh, this afternoon. Hey, everybody, how'd you like to hear an interesting thing? <laughs> I know just a person. Yay. And Ferrati, what you got? Today, my guest is today is so interesting because his name is Benny Flores, which is not why he's interesting. He's interesting <laughs> because he's just an interesting person. But I, I had a problem last week where I had no heat in my house. It mm-hmm. wasn't working. So I called O'Connell Oil, and they sent Benny out to fix it. And I didn't know Benny. I never met him in my life. And he came in, and he started fixing it. I said, I've got this issue, I've got this issue, and he's working on it, and he's fixing this, and it turns out it's not the oil furnace, it's the, what was it? Oh, it was the thermostat. The thermostat, yep. Yeah, so then he fixes the thermostat, then he fix- and I said, wow, is there anything you can't do? And you said, <laughs> what did you say? Uh, uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Uh, um, what did I say? You said, well... I don't know what to do about my daughter. Correct. Exactly. Correct. And Correct. then we just got into a conversation that was so interesting. It just went, right. And so I said, would you come and be on the show? Right, and right. And be here today. Right, right, right. And so what we're, what we're talking about today, there is, okay, I'm a white person. Mm-hmm. Benny's not. Mm-hmm. I'm Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and African-American? Yes. Yes. And I, a million years ago, back in the 80s and 90s, I lived in an all-black neighborhood, and I mm-hmm. told Benny this story, and then mm-hmm. he started talking about his daughter, and we right. got into it. Right. It was interesting. So back in the 80s and 90s, I lived in an all-black neighborhood in New Orleans, very, very low income. Mm-hmm. I was the only white person in the neighborhood, and I ended up there kind of by accident. I mm-hmm. didn't mean to move there, but I did, and mm-hmm. got to know my neighbors, and, um, and so... By, like I said, low income, by me being the only white person there, I kind of, I had privileges that mm-hmm. nobody else knew about. And this is when I really learned about life, how life really works. What white privilege is all about, I really experienced it 100% mm-hmm. there in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was a guy there, his name was Peanut, and mm-hmm. he took care of me. But mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time. Peanut just was, he was like the boss of the neighborhood. He, mm-hmm. he took care of everybody and everything. And... Um, and I didn't realize it. Nobody ever messed with me, but I didn't know why. I just thought people were whatever. They were mm-hmm. just being nice. But I also helped them. I would go to court for people if I knew that they were in trouble mm-hmm. and stuff like this. And um, 
years later, after I moved out of the neighborhood, I found out that the reason nobody ever messed with me was because Peanut said, nuh-uh, she's one of us. Mm-hmm. She's one of our people. Mm-hmm. You do not mess with her. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. And Peanut literally himself protected me for years. And I found that out after I moved out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, I called Peanut. We've kept up. Called Peanut. And I just asked him how he was, and he was doing terribly, which was very strange because Peanut's always the man. He's always got everything under control. But he was having terrible, terrible, terrible health, health issues, couldn't feel his feet, fall down, lost his job, was almost evicted out of his house. And so, making the long story short, um, I, I sent him $500 because, mm-hmm. because he's Peanut. And Peanut took care of me. And when, you know, in the way that Peanut took care of people, mm-hmm. and then because I have more money than Peanut, I was able to send him $500. The next day or a couple of days later, he called me and he said, Nan, you got, you got to call me. He left a message. So I called him. He said, I want you to know that I had planned my suicide the next day. This wow. is what I was going to do. I, wow. He said, I planned it because he said I was so down. I was so out. I was so hurt. I was so unloved. Nobody cared. I was just going to shoot myself. He said I was going to do it in the garage. I had my gun. I had it loaded. I decided I was going to do it in the garage with the door open so somebody would find my body. And he just had everything down to the last second of what he was going to do to kill himself. But because I sent him $500, he said, he said, more than the money, he said, I knew you loved me. You mm-hmm. cared about me. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about me, but you care about me. And I said, well, Peanut, you cared about me. That's why I sent you money because you cared about me. So I tell Benny this story, mm-hmm. and we're talking about his daughter. That's when I got nervous, because it's like, <laughs> how do you back that story? <laughs> and this whole, this, whole, this whole entire time, for like, because I think I seen you on a Friday. Right. I, I was like thinking about what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, because your story is amazing. And um, a lot of stuff has happened since me and you've connected. Really? Yes. Um, my job, they've been so, so... And we were talking about spreading love. Right, exactly. That's and what we're talking about. And it's funny because this is the first time I've seen somebody spread so much love to get me here, especially prime time, winter time, when you know everybody's calling us. And right, because everybody needs their furnace fixed. Everybody needs to get saved. So, <laughs> so they've they um they uh, sh- opened my schedule at, at O'Connell. You're talking about O'Connell Oil, where you work as a correct, te- correct. Yes, even my my supervisor. I, when I told, when I spoke to him first about this, I, I thought I was going to get some kickback, like, no, we don't have time and stuff like that. But he was like, no, go for it. Go down there. Go talk. Um, just be yourself, this and that and the third. Even today, he's taking calls. They opened up my schedule. Um, they've been, I couldn't get a better definition of, of spreading love from what they did. To get, yes. to get me down here, yeah, I love that. To get me down here, there's nice. a, some somebody's saving Benny. It sounds like uh, they, yeah, they're oh, saving me from yeah, they're saving oh, me from a hard God. day. <laughs> 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 so yeah, they got me down here, and 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 I am so appreciative to them um, for getting me down here. And like I said, I I didn't know how to back that story you were talking about, but I I li- I've lived this yes in the, the last week. And what when when I said you know is there anything you can't do and you said I don't know, really know what to do. For that my was daughter. heavy on my heart, right? Because um because I have custody of them, like I was telling you, and right. I'm a single parent. I have mm-hmm. my two daughters. I have my my son, my eight, um, 19 year old son. He helps me a lot with everything. And uh, we currently live in Springfield, and she's going to um, Forest Park Middle School, and I'm having a lot of trouble with her. Right, right. right. And and the thing is, what I'm thinking about is is how 
people, there's so, it seems so little love in the world right now. And right. I'm thinking about your daughter. Right. And thinking about what she needs. Right, right, right. I was thinking, you know, like I was telling you that um, we've had multiple meetings and it's and it's all fighting stuff. It's she's all, fighting it's, all the it's, time. It's, it's little stuff, but she's, she's just not gelling too well. Um, in this school, and I, like I said, my thoughts were just to remove her and put her in a different school. But after speaking with her principal mm-hmm. and him telling me that this is only a hundred student school, this would probably be the best. So right. maybe to figure out something else that'll help. Right. But, but I love too that the teachers are saying, "No, we want to keep her here." Yeah, yeah. This is important. That made a big impression on me too. That yeah. they actually want to help my child, and they don't want to just give up. Right. They want to. F- they want to figure out what's going on with her. Right. Like I do. Right. And I think that I think I truly think that she is somehow not feeling the love, and she's fighting back. And, and I'm not talking about with you. I'm talking about in the world. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. That's what I was telling you today. Yeah. That I was gonna. I'm thinking about taking her out like on a little. Like a little daddy date or something. Yeah. Me and my daughter, we're going to go out. We're going to do our thing and see if I can get her to talk. Because she really shut... She, communication-wise, um, she didn't say a lot mm-hmm. she, when we were bombarding her that day in the school. Right. So I'm thinking about taking her on one-on-one and, and, and just taking her out maybe to dinner or something like that and having a c- nice communication with her and let her know that I'm here, that I love her, mm-hmm. and that we're going to get through through this together. Yeah, yeah, and you know you're not the only. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this derogatorily. Mm-hmm. You're not the only parent. You've got there are a lot of parents out there with kids who are really freaking out these days. The, it's a communication thing. Yeah, they, you know, and it, like I was telling you, they're stuck on social media, and then they just don't everything. Everything that they see on TV or on YouTube or on this and that, you know, I'm trying to cut that down, and I'm trying to do more talking, more reading, and and. And so she, her her issue, I think, is communication and, and getting her feelings out and talking right. to me. Right. Yeah. Um. A, a, almost a year ago, I had a somebody here on the show, uh, Roberta Wilmore, mm-hmm. who runs a program in Springfield called Make It Springfield right. for creative kids. The email thing. Yeah. And right. I think that maybe that could be a positive thing Yeah. Yeah. For keeping her. her busy. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. to learn what... She may not even realize she's a creative person, but you said right. she was taking Taekwondo, though. Yeah, she does Taekwondo. She's been doing. She's been going to Taekwondo now for a little bit since like maybe two or three months before school started, mm-hmm. and they, they've been great. They they have them all day long. They when she they help them with their schoolwork. They uh they they teach them Taekwondo. They take them on trips. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's coming straight home from school. Mm-hmm. She's doing. I I bring her there in the morning, and my job again. I I don't want to be. I don't want to feel like I'm boasting them up, but they they're so flexible and they're so you know everything's. I could drop them off in the morning time mm-hmm. at Taekwondo. They bring them to school. Mm-hmm. They pick them up from school. Mm-hmm. They help them with their homework. They they're basically doing everything, so I don't have to do nothing when I get home. Like when <laughs> right. I get home, it's all, I take my boots off. It's time to relax. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, they 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 they've been very helpful too um, with them. So it's not like she's coming straight home. She's doing mm-hmm. the taekwondo and maybe find her something on the weekends or something. But I just want to keep her occupied because right. I, I, I the only thing I can remember when I was young is by the time I got home after school, after football practice, I was tired. Mm-hmm. So I just went straight to sleep mm-hmm. and woke up the next day and did it again. Right. So I didn't have time to just let my you know, brain simmer right. and, and trying to get into trouble or th- think about what 12-year-olds think about. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my main objective now is just seeing if I can keep her more busy right more right. And, and what you said me will be a, amazing a, on the weekends springfield yeah right yeah. yeah could be a really positive thing right um you know um i feel like that's, that's a good time to break yeah okay <laughs> we need to take a break really positive. 
The Paul Parent Garden Club, every Sunday, 6 to 8 a.m. Brought to you by Weinzick Nursery, locally owned and operated since 1954. Visit Mike, Amity, John, and the rest of the team at Weinzick Nursery, Route 9 in Hadley, and online at weinzicknursery.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Grab your coat and get your hat. And we are back with Nan Ferrati, and we're talking to Benny Flores, who is uh, really telling a, a very interesting and important story about his daughter and uh, his efforts to um, make sure she makes it in a difficult world. Yeah. Nan? Yeah, thank you very much, Buzz. Um, you know, the story I originally told about Peanut, Peanut, another part of that story, too, was the next day Peanut was on on social media, and he saw where a friend of his was thinking also of committing suicide. And Peanut called his friend and said, no, no, bro, look, people love you. He said, "Somebody." He said, since my mom died, I never knew anybody cared about me. Mm-hmm. But Nan cared about me. She sent me money. Mm-hmm. Bro, I care about you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of you. And, mm-hmm. and this is what we've been ta- kind of talking about here is the love. And, and, you know, a lot of people these days are talking about, well, back in the day, when I was a kid, you know, right. you'd beat the kids and right. make them. So when your daughter's having trouble, you just beat her. I, and I come from that. Well, let's talk about that because people are talking about this all the time now. About there's not there's just too, people are just too lenient on kids. So, you know, in anything I, like I said, anything I say, um, uh, yeah. So, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so talking down. about yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, 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 yes. About the about the. Right. So the that's way to bring up kids is to spare the rod and spoil the child. Correct. And that's where me and my and my girlfriend, we don't see eye to eye um, because nowadays t- times is different. And I come from the time that if I was pulling all this stuff that she's doing in school, my mom would just she'd go, she'd go to town. I'd be punished. She, she, I'd get hit. Um, but no, you know, not hit, but I'd get you know, mm-hmm. I would get whoopings. Yeah. I want to say, I want, right. I, I want to say whoopings to to make it. You know, I, I wasn't abused or anything, but you can't do that nowadays. You can't, you can't um, spank a child, whoop a child, and I'm from the times where if something went wrong or you did something, that's what you would get. And and I, I think I grew up to be a, an okay person. You know, mm-hmm. I work. I, I I'm not in trouble, and 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 I, I wake up every single day to go to work, and I feel like I'm a, a part of society. And mm-hmm. I feel like these kids nowadays, you know, and and I'm just talking from from my child perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't hit her. Right. You know, so I don't feel like she has, she's getting like, oh, there's any repercussion or, or anything from what I'm doing because mm-hmm. that's not going to hit me. Right. He's n- right. But I'm also thinking too, I'm jumping in here, but I'm also thinking too that a lot of kids don't have the self-love, you know, right. that, that Peanut didn't have right. and that his friend didn't have, didn't right. recognize that people right. care about them. And I'm wondering about, I mean, I know your daughter knows you love her, right. but there's, but she doesn't have the self-love inside. Right. And I'm wondering if this is something that, that, you know. I mean, I think there's an awful lot of kids, all these kids who are grabbing guns and running out and doing stuff. Right. You know, right. it's where is the love? How right. do they? And I'm, I'm, I'm all about the love these days. I really, really am. Yeah. Showing yeah. Me too. Love. Me too. And, and I, and like that, that's how I was telling you that I was going to try to do one on more one-on-one things with her because nowadays you got to be creative. You got to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to do different things to, to try to get the, because back, back then they didn't care about communication or I didn't mm. have a side. I right. didn't, you know, I couldn't, my mom didn't care what my side was. Uh-huh, right. She just knows that I did something wrong or the school teacher called her. Uh-huh. And that, that was, that was it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, like, 
it's, it's, the times is more lenient, and I just I, I'm, I'm being very careful with what I say because I don't want to say something wrong. But sure. but yeah, um, yeah, you can't hit kids nowadays, and I think that's taking a big effect, especially in, in you know in our community, in the Spanish in, in, in the American community. Um, that was big back then, and now you got all these kids that are not getting hit, and and, and mm-hmm. you know. Right, but we don't want to hit them. Right, right. I mean, there's there's, there's so much to that because it's like a. I, I worked at UMass Boston, mm-hmm. and uh, the department I worked for was a bunch of school psychologists, right? right? And so they, if they heard that, they they would cite these studies that showed that like you do this and it affects the childhood, it it doesn't really get the results that you're looking for, right. and all of this stuff. At the same time, like you were saying. It happened to me, and I turned out all right. And it's right. like this contradiction is. And like, I'm not speaking for everybody, yeah. right? You know, I'm just speaking from from what I've went my through. Brother. Yeah. And my mom, like I said, she wouldn't pull any punches back yeah. in the days. I would, I would get, you know, you would get disciplined and stuff like that. And and I'm not saying that's what you should do, because obviously I'm looking for other ways to go around. Right. I'm, try, right. I'm trying to take her out. I'm trying to right. do this, but that that is a big thing nowadays, especially with the, you know, with. It, it, like you're saying technology young people they're being pulled from so many different directions but there's also a part of like as they get older there's this rebellious phase right, that everybody right. has in a different way and every right. character is a little different so mm-hmm. it's like how much is that is of this is like normal right. versus how much of this is like right. you got we got to find another way to communicate correct and there's so much there's so much correct. so many different we've been ways talking so long now right yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a different form of communication, right. like how they share communication right. on their phone. They can share with friends all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right. imagine if we all had phones going back to when we were in middle school. Right. We'd all be around. Right. I know. <laughs> right. it'd, be, it'd be crazy. You could share images and videos and record things. Everything like is different. so fast. Right. Yeah. Well, one thing so that fast. Benny was telling me earlier was that when he feels like his kids are on the on, uh, internet too much, you, you just pull the plug. Oh, yeah. I pay top dollar to Xfinity. And they, they, um, <laughs> they make it easy. <laughs> they, yeah, it's funny. They make it easy for me to monitor what's going on in my house because I'm working all day long. I'm away yeah. from the house. Right. So I, you know, they have apps because of technology. You yeah. know, they have apps where you can shut the internet off right. for individual things in the house. Wow. Right. So, yeah, yeah they, make it, they make it easy. So when I feel like they just, you know, it's time to do chores or it's time to... And also, I can see what's going on at the house, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got cameras and everything. Not not that that's weird, but, I, you know, I got a, <laughs> I got a 19-year-old at the house that, yeah, that yeah. keeps, you know, he keeps everything in line, but yeah. I still want to see who's knocking and right, stuff right. like that. Sure, sure. So, and, we, and that technology didn't exist 20, right. 10 no, years ago. You know? I think it must be I so like much harder to be parents now yeah. than in the old days. It feels yeah. like there's always pressure. It's like yes. you got to know the home. You got to see the internet. You got to right. check all these things. Right, it's right. Like, right. right. And let's not better. let's not get into the customers that want to hook up their thermostats <laughs> to their cell phones because they want to control <laughs> the heating from <laughs> That's Florida. Not me. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all in Florida. They're like, my house is cold. It's like, what do you care? <laughs> I guess they don't want the pipes to burst true, or true, something, true, right? True, that, true, true, that's, true, that's, true. That's the only true. thing I could think of. You know, that's a, that's a big that's a that's a yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. I was just making fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fun to make up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is that's you know it. it, it you know true. what it also feels like this happened to, to my dad one day. So I went to go see my dad uh, in Boston. I went to go uh, and like something. I sent him a text message, but he never got it. Mm-hmm. Then I arrived like an hour and a half late or two hours late, and he thought something had happened to me. Mm-hmm. He thought I was going to come, but it's like 
the conversation there is it's interesting how technology itself changes expectations too. Yes. Right? Because you expect, like, when somebody, you send somebody a message, they don't respond of their certain hours. Especially I, if you tell if, them you're going to be there. Yeah. And that's what happened. It's well, like, even that's yeah. what I hear about with kids too that the, if they text somebody and the other kid doesn't text right back, they freak out. Because, right. wait, does that mean they don't like me anymore? I just showed my, it's so funny you guys are talking about this, because I just showed my supervisor how to turn off the receipt so it doesn't show people that he read the text message. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? So now yeah, the pressure's yeah, yeah. not uh, on uh, to text you back. <laughs> right. You know, so now he's yeah, doing yeah. it to me, though. So oh, now wow. when I send him text messages, I'm like, did he read it? Did, did he, he read, read it? it? <laughs> so I feel like he's ignoring me all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I was just like, I yeah, can't yeah. say nothing. I'm the one that turned off the feature. The feature. <laughs> <laughs> you see what technology exactly, does? Exactly. But I, I hear no, what you're no, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it, right. But it does change. It just, yeah, it's it's different. It's difficult, and also because you didn't necessarily grow up in this environment, so it's hard for you to put. So you, it's hard for you to put your head inside your daughter's head or right. your child's head right. to be like, what are they going? What right, are they exactly. going through? Right? Because yeah, exactly. if because nowadays we were talking about this on a couple weeks ago. If somebody posts an image on you know, TikTok, oh, TikTok video mm-hmm. or an image on Instagram and you only get three likes right. and you see other friends, they get 50 likes. Yeah. Even right. if they don't say it to somebody, they still feel like, is, I, I is feel me? that way. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is this the world laughing at exactly. me? Right. right. Is this like, we, well, we no, I don't feel that. like that, but I just feel like that when my, when my daughter yeah. takes my phone and posts something like she, we was at my supervisor's house and yeah. she was riding his lawnmower around, yeah. you know, she wasn't cutting grass, but right. she was just, she got like a hundred likes, likes. but yeah. I'll post something that I feel so passionate about, about, get like three and I'm like, like, you guys don't like, like me, me. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, but, but I got some, I got good base. So it doesn't bother me as much, but, yeah. but I can see how somebody else would yeah. take it. Especially there. as they're growing up and right. they're changing right. and they're getting older. Right. No love. No, no love. love. Exactly. Right. You're going back to the love. Back to the love. Right. Always right. back to the Full love. Full circle. Right. Yeah. We have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Benny, thank you so much. O'Connell Oil, thank forever. you so much. I could do this forever. <laughs> thank uh-uh. you. It's gonna be, you've got to come back, man. Yeah, you've got to find that schedule. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you Open to O'Connell for letting me be here. Yes, thank you so much for coming. Yes, yes, right. yes. Right. Benny Anytime Flores, I think your daughter is like is lucky to have you for a dad. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. I thank agree. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Nan, thank you for that interesting, it was really an interesting conversation to eavesdrop on. And everybody else, it is a <laughs> nice fall evening. It's going to be cool tonight. Make sure your Enjoy. oil heater is working. Your right, oil right. Or you can just call O'Connell's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not on call, so you can call anytime. <laughs> Don't call in two Benny, weeks. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks. Have a good evening. You too. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. It would be so nice to come home to. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. We have a very unique and lethal combination of emboldened white supremacy in this country and unfettered access to guns. We need to keep talking about the intersection of white supremacy and guns. Guns are used in order to, you know, elicit fear and power and control uh, by white supremacists. And it's not an issue that's going away easily. 101.5, and 12.40. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Dear Massachusetts, marijuana is now legal for adult use. Keep your kids and pets safe by keeping all cannabis products in child-resistant packaging. Store your cannabis in a lockbox out of sight and out of reach from your children and teach them that cannabis and alcohol are for adults only. 
and that prescription medications are only meant for the person they're prescribing. Talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station. 